and welcome to episode five of the Awaken Me podcast. Today, we have an interesting topic uh, as the need for isolation continues. <laughs> yeah. There is one word that is probably on a lot of our minds, and that is loneliness. Alone, alone, alone. Chase, my question for you is, have you ever been lonely? Uh, yeah, I would say before coronavirus, I was lonely. <laughs> During, I've been lonely. <laughs> and uh, after, you and will be lonely. Hopefully not. Okay. Uh, uh, well, praise Lord. I think, yes, my loneliness brings it back, I think, probably to a little bit of childhood, not to be, like, depressing here, but bear with me. Uh, we moved around a lot, right? I think I went to six grade schools before we finished. Again, not to be depressing, but here's the facts. Um, and so, like... I would always, like, leave my friend group just far enough where I was like, oh, yeah, I'll start over again, you know what I'm saying? Which caused me to be a little lonely, but it made my parents force us to become, like, BFS for life with, like, my siblings, right? Um, for you guys who don't know, I have five siblings. Um, and so, like, I swear, like, in my life, like, I could have gone outside and, like, keyed a car and come back inside, and, like, I would have gotten in a lot of trouble, don't get me wrong. But, like, if I ever was, like, I hate you to like my brother as like kids mm -hmm. do like that was like the end all be all the worst punishment like mm -hmm. the worst thing you could have done and that's where I would say like the full force of punishment for my parents and like inflicted very real and necessary fear into my life of like oh okay I'm supposed to love these people yes these are my, these I are my resonate. people yeah so my mom was always like this is your best friend you'll ever have. I'm like, well, right now, like, I actually am very frustrated. She's like, this is the best friend. Like, I promise. Like, you love him. And I was like, like this person. I was oh, like, okay. oh, yes, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, and that's, for me now, it's been like a big sense of like, when I'm in a season of place where like, I don't maybe have like a lot of friends or I'm making new friends or I just start a new transition, to be able to call my siblings and be like, hey, and then like, have it be so close and so real and so authentic is like, was a buzzing. But, mm -hmm. Probably the most lonely that was in those grade school years. Yeah. So <laughs> we all, I'm sure, have experienced loneliness at some point or another. And I'm, I'm reminded of, of a song by a guy named Ben Rector, and it's titled <laughs> yes. Old Friends. Yes. And his line that, like, hits you in the heart is, uh, you can't make old friends. Mm. And I was like, mm. now you can make new friends, but you can't make old friends. And there's something like old friends that, that know you. Yes. And I think that's interesting because we all desire to be known. Mm. We desire to be known intimately. We build relationships hoping that someone can know the real us. And that's why I think authenticity is such a high value in mm -hmm. our culture mm -hmm. is because if people are being fake or we get this read that they're not being trustworthy, like you don't really know me and I can't really know you. And if that conflicts with our deep-rooted ethic, mm -hmm. it, it, we don't have time for those people just because I, you're, I can't know you. Mm -hmm. But being known is so valuable in our culture and yet in a world where we're so isolated, what do we do with that? Especially it's interesting, like we have, you know, high tech. So it's it's how do we have high touch in a high tech world where technology is great for bringing us together, mm -hmm. but the limitations of technology that we're still trying to figure out through, how do we engage and deal with that? And then we have people who are just generally more extroverted or more introverted. Mm -hmm. And I know those two words are trigger words for you, Chase. Yeah, I wouldn't say trigger words. I would say only because every, my whole life, like my whole life, everyone's always like, oh, Chase is a firecracker. Or Chase, he's a whirlwind. Like my teacher wrote my report card one year, uh, Chase is like a tornado. Like he comes in and he's like, ah, and he leaves. And I was always like, I, like, I kind of hate that. Like I just love people. And then when I was like in high school, some kid like came and gave a report in the front of a classroom. He's like... I'm an introvert, you know, like I, I, like I, like recharge by being inside by myself or just being by myself. And then when I'm with people, it takes my energy away. It's like an extroverts, they're people who gain energy from being with people and they lose it while they're by themselves. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. So let me clarify. Extrovert, they get energy from being around people. Introvert, 
uh, get energy from being alone. Correct. I mean, okay. that's what I learned. Yes. Okay. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm an extrovert, like to the max. And I was like, well, maybe I'm just being dramatic. So I asked like a bunch of people, I'm like, hey, do you guys think like I'm an extrovert? And I was like, Chase, like if there was a definition like that, that would be you. And I was like, that is me. And then like in my later life, I learned like one time in college, um, a bunch of my friends were on inquiring and they went on tour. And it was like the first weekend in college, I just made a bunch of new friends. And I remember sitting in my dorm for yeah. three days and I was like, uh, like I like wrote poetry and I got like real deep, real fast. And I was like, you know, like the sun will rise another day tomorrow, but tonight it's not. And I'm like, just sitting there like so like low. And I was like, oh, I'm for sure an extrovert. I didn't even go make new, new friends. Three like, days? Yeah, it was three days. And like by like day two, hour seven, I was like, <laughs> and go to cafeteria to feel the presence of another human being. You know what I'm saying? I was, it was like lonely. But that's when I learned what that extrovert, introvert looks like. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. And I think too, people mistake like, um, oh, you love people. Go hang out with those parent people. It's like, no, I mean, yes, I love people. But like if people are like mean or fake or ingenuine, like that, that's not life-giving. Obviously, that's going to take away from you, um, which I think is also another misconception, which is why those would be quote trigger words. But I, I do love the way that that kind of helps make sense of a lot of the ways that people work. So those terms are not meant to put people in a box of like, mm-hmm. oh, you can only gain energy when you're with people or when you're out with people. But I feel they can be good frameworks to help us understand a little bit about each other. Mm-hmm. And especially in a world where uh, we're feeling so isolated and we have potential to feel so lonely. Like, what's the step? What do we do? Um, I'm reminded of of a professor I had, it blew me away. Because because the, the answer that I got growing up in church is, just love Jesus, you'll never be alone. That's easy. Perfect. And that's fantastic, <laughs> except for I still felt alone and I really did love Jesus. And this professor yeah. says, I'm sure certain you've heard, like, God, you're all I need. And it's like, yeah, like it was this really deep, like we're going for it, God, you're all I need. And he says, and that is wrong. And I was like, <laughs> like heretic, right? Exactly, God. And he's like, that little song we sing, God, you're all I need, it's not true. Because... Because God created it that way. And we're like, what? And he's like, look at it. If God truly wanted to be all that we need, well, then we wouldn't have the need for human relationships. But he literally said about Adam, it is not good that you're alone. And he creates Eve. God literally created us to where he does not supply all of those needs because we need each other. And he designed it that way that mm. that in our relationship with others, it actually helps us in our relationship with him and vice versa. And so there's this ex this this component of withness mm. that we need with each other. And so so the question is, okay, well, knowing we need each other, knowing that there's this process, even in our personal growth and spiritual growth, like how do we process through our loneliness? And then you'll never catch this. I was reading the other day this article that said loneliness. And the actual like effects of being oh. lonely is as toxic to your body as smoking 15 packs of oh cigarettes gosh. in a day. Now, I thought this article sounded ludicrous. So I looked up their yeah. research. And if I, after analyzing the research journal that it came from, I don't know that it's actually as toxic as okay. smoking 15 packs of cigarettes a day. But what is conclusive is that loneliness does have a negative effect sure, on sure, us sure. biologically, mentally, cognitively. And it's a real thing. It's not just emotions, but it actually affects us. Well, I think that's also pretty evident, like when you're hurt by somebody that you thought you could trust and like that literal pain you feel inside. I mean, like I, I think of this a lot. Um, when I was in college, we had like a student uh, leadership training night and they talked to us about like your types of friends and how that works, right? And then they were like, write down all your friends, now circle the ones that you're pretty close with and then box the ones that like you're close. This is your inner circle. Um, and I was with a group of my friends and we all did it privately or whatever. And then later on, one of my friends was like, hey, like who did you box? And it was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And like he and I boxed each other, but we had a third friend um, who was like, oh, who'd you box? And then they 
they looked over and then my my one friend hadn't boxed oh. them and then the, he, he was like oh no i was i mean i was just thinking about people that like i i live with and it was just like this just destruction and literally drove like a, a line between them and then now later on we would joke about it and be like oh well you guys would have done that obviously like if you guys were box friends but since you're just circle friends like obviously yeah. you guys aren't going to talk about that and it was just like ha 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 with like this underlying like, like, oh, like <laughs> yeah like you ruined my life and i feel so broken and i think it, it it's just incredible that that's real pain like you feel real hurt i mean you might not be destroying your lungs like smoking but it gets different and, mm-hmm. and also terrible um which i think points us like you said back to the reason that god made us to be in community um, but yeah, I mean, it's very real. And very so let's evident. talk about community. Cause here's, here's what I think is the cool thing with, when it comes to the Bible, the Bible doesn't just give us a stock answer. That's like, Oh, Christian, is like, Jesus is all you need. Like, okay. Yeah. The Bible actually recognizes this. And, and there's this word that's in the new Testament that encompasses this communal idea. And, uh, and you're familiar with this word cause you might've eaten the yogurt. Uh, that's oikos uh, or oikos, but it, oikos. So, so the, the word is translated as family, but this idea of oikos, it's in the New Testament is, is, let me say it this way. God has put roughly eight to 15 people in your life, strategically mm. and supernaturally, from your family to your friends who are like family, like your intimate core and circle. Usually for people, it's about eight to 15. Mm-hmm. Like God has strategically and supernaturally placed those people in your life. And so the question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do to engage with them? What are you going to do to be in community with them? That's what this core idea of family, that's where the idea of the church started was with the 8 to 15 God is supernaturally and strategically placed in your life that we have an opportunity to bring hope to. So my question for you, Chase, is thinking of that 8 to 15 people and thinking of everything that's happening in culture, what would you do? What's one thing that you would do? Yeah, I think... Especially when you say, like, it comes from your family, it comes from your people. I think especially now, I mean, being, like, in our homes and being like, hey, stay here, don't don't go. I think the best thing is to, like, reach out and text or call them, but not, like, hey, how are you doing? But, like, really be like, how are you doing? Because I think if anyone's vulnerable ever, it's probably right now when you have, like, four or five days, like, just to be with your thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's nobody's favorite thing. But I think that now is especially important just to be, like the hands of your Christ, but to be like there for them tangibly when you can't be with them physically. So yeah. calling them and, and, and talking about, you know, how they're mentally going through all this, I think is one thing that I want to do going forward throughout the rest of this. I really like that because the reality is loneliness is tough and loneliness will oftentimes cause us to want to recluse up together. Mm. But what the Bible invites us to do spiritually speaking and, and also for your own physical health is to not just become a recluse, but to reach out to those eight to 15 people got a strategically and supernaturally placed in your life and say, hey, I know you and I love you. Let me be with you. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing about technology is we can do that. You can FaceTime them and they're right there. Now, it may not be quite the same as a touch, but it is a touch point. And that's what the Bible invites us into relationships are. And so when you're experiencing this loneliness, the enemy will try to come in and destroy your thoughts and get you to be isolated and pull you alone. And especially in this season, focus on the few people that God has strategically and supernaturally placed in your life, your oikos, and see how God would invite you to pursue them, to know them a little differently in this season.